Hey everyone, Brandon here. We'd like to take this time before the podcast begins to apologize. We had a lot of technical difficulties making this episode, and we want to thank you for your patience, not only throughout the episode, but also for the time gap between now and our last episode. This episode was also recorded shortly after the Joker was released, so a lot of the information that we say in here is a little old. Uh, but thank you nonetheless for listening, and I hope you enjoy. All right. Well, we 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 have some updates, I guess. So, yeah, some major life events have happened. Major life events <laughs> for I guess for our that is true. This for could not, be our excuse for um, right for it being so long since our last update, our last whatever podcast. How long has it been? I feel, yeah, I feel like it's bad. been a while. Two months maybe. I don't even know. That's crazy. But yeah, so updates in all of our lives. But right? anyway. Uh, yeah. Wait, do I have an update? Uh, nope. Well, I guess I guess you sort of do. <laughs> okay, good. Kyle, with the least exciting update, I, I, uh, his sister got married. It's true. My sister did get married in Costa Rica. Got to travel the world a little bit. Got to travel the northern hemisphere. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's my update. Davis, yours is the next. Mine's the next ex- most exciting. Yeah. Uh, I am no longer the only single person on the pod. Wait, <laughs> hold on. That's not how that works. Sound like somebody else. <laughs> I'm not single. <laughs> yeah, we have a we have a fourth guy. He just never talks. <laughs> Um, it's the fourth chair. It's the audience. The fourth chair. See, the the way it sounded to me was like one of us just got dumped. Just got dumped. <laughs> <laughs> On to my major news. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's the opposite of that. I uh, I got married. So that happened. Yeah. And you guys were in the way. On a podcast so with a bunch of married dudes. Dude, a bunch if of our podcast a bunch, was, a pair. If our podcast was like super popular, we could have like streamed an episode on the altar. That would have been fun. <laughs> that would have been awesome. But no one would watch. So except for the Claybots. The Claybots. Coming in full force. <laughs> oh. I guess I could save that for later. I'll save it for later. I have more what? exciting news. What? This is Spence. <laughs> this is Spence. Yes, at least. <laughs> uh, right. I mean, news to the fourth. You guys already know, but whatever. Oh, um, never mind. Yesterday, I watched Joker. You guys watched it another yeah, time. I watched it yesterday, actually, as well. I watched it on my honeymoon because I have an awesome wife. Because I have an awesome wife. Dude, what a, what a movie to see on your honeymoon. Jeez. I know. Yeah, what a what an uplifting, super fun movie to, <laughs> to see. Definitely well, wasn't what I expected. Should we should we should we hit our initial thoughts, non non spoilery? Brandon, what what did you think about the movie? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um so a little little backstory. Uh I guess not some a story, but some text. Um 
my wife is a psych nurse. And so it was really fascinating to watch it with her because normally I don't like people talking during movies, but like she was just like saying like little like pieces of information, like insight into like the psychology of like the Joker throughout it, which I thought was really interesting and like kind of like made it pop a little bit more like or make it made it seem like the directors knew what they were doing with the character um like they did their research which i really appreciated um but i initially went into it kind of expecting like a a superhero movie or like a uh, an anti-hero which it was not and i soon realized that very quickly and I think I would have disliked it more if I would have kept that idea of that movie throughout. But like once I changed it to like what it actually is, which is a tragedy, um, I felt like I felt like I really enjoyed it. So I'd say I'd give it probably a mm, a seven point eight. It wasn't I okay. Also, I know this wasn't this probably wasn't like any of our favorite movies because normally when we see a movie, we like text each other about it like afterward and none of us did that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I didn't realize that. And so like I didn't realize I didn't do that until a couple days afterwards and I was just like I told them I was going. I sent them a Snapchat about it and then I didn't say anything afterwards and then you guys didn't say anything to me yesterday and I was like I feel like that's about to be the same for all of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. So uh Kyle? Yeah. So I um funny enough, I kind of thought the exact opposite of you, but for different reasons. I was mad at how little research the director and writer did, but not on the psych side of things, on the Joker side of things. Oh. Joker is like my favorite villain, you know, I've always enjoyed the Joker and I feel like the Dark Knight, I, well, it's, I don't, if you listen to our intro, you know, podcast, whatever, is like one of my favorite movies of all time. And I feel like that portrayal of the Joker is just like perfect. And the thing that makes the Joker so good is like, he is just so calculated in everything he does and like, whenever he's doing something, he has no, like, it, it seems like he has no motivation behind what he's doing, right? He's just doing it for the sake of doing it. He's crazy in that regards, where this movie did not portray either of those things whatsoever. And it just, like, I thought it was a, a horrible Joker movie. Wow. I, di- I didn't think it was a horrible movie, but I thought it was a horrible Joker movie, if that makes sense. I have a okay. feeling this is going to be one of those episodes where Kyle and I disagree a lot, and Davis is going to be like, I kind of see both sides. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. When, when we get into spoilers, I'll like explain a little more, but I just feel like they essentially gave gave the Joker the one thing that he shouldn't have, and that's a motivation, <laughs> and that's what really bothers me. I just don't know how to rate it, because if I'm rating it as a Joker movie... It's low. Cool. It is like an, a fail in my in my books. But like, if you were to take off the Joker completely out of this movie, I think it's a much better movie. 
but considering it is the Joker, I think it's a horrible movie. You know, uh-huh. like it, it's kind of weird. It's just awkward. Okay. You know, well. I don't know. I, I feel like, and this is something I've also, you know, I read a couple of reviews after the fact, and one of them was like, you know, the director just wanted to tell the story and just use the Joker as an excuse or something. And that's kind of how I felt as well. I was like, you know what? That makes sense to me. But, uh-huh. but yeah. So anyway, I don't know if I, I can rate it accurately. It's good if it's not a Joker movie. It's bad if it is a Joker movie. So, All right. Can you give us what? So like if it's not a Joker movie, you're giving it like a two. Or if it is a Joker movie, you're giving it a yeah, maybe two like or something. A, maybe like a four. Wow. I I just think I just think there is no research done into the Joker character, aside from like, you know, the costume, and the like uh-huh. laughing. <laughs> That's like really the only. Okay. Well, let so so if it isn't a or if it isn't a Joker movie, what, what would you give it? I'd probably give it around like a seven. Okay. Okay. But okay. Well, anyway, there's some nitty gritties that we can get. That into. was my initial so, thoughts. But yeah, Davis. Uh, I mean, I thought it was good. I I liked it. I thought it was um, an interesting movie. I I mean, I just from like a cinematography and especially an acting standpoint, I thought it was a really good movie. Just, I mean, for that. Um, you know, if not even the story, but I feel like just the way they shot the film, the way it was directed was really good. Um, so yeah, I, I liked it and I didn't really have that much of a problem with it. So I just gave it an 8.2. Wow. Which is actually pretty average for me. Can either of you guess what IMDb gives it? Um, is IMDb critic scores? Uh, I don't know. I think there's a whole lot of critics. If there is, I think I you have Rotten to have like, an account. Is like I know Rotten Tomatoes is like a six point two or something like that for critic score. Uh huh. So I have no clue what IMDb would be. My guess is around a seven. Kyle? I don't know. This movie is weird because I feel like so many people like rated it too early. So I feel like Uh it's it's higher than it should be. So I'm going to guess like eight. It is at a nine right now. What? 9.0. I I don't think that should be that. I don't know. (laughs) I feel like that's just like I feel like that takes the politi- the politics into it too much, in my opinion. But I guess I don't. I'm okay, not a well, critic, so let's let's get into it because I, I really want to start hashing it out with you. I'm itching like you're making a bunch of comments, and I wanted to re- like rebuttal them. And so let's, <laughs> let's, let's just get into it. Um, I'm wanting to fight Brandon, Kyle. Better bring Brandon, your Brandon said, but let's go. Let's go. Okay. All right. So, so are, we, are we getting a spoilers? Spoiler time. Spoiler tag. Spoiler, spoiler time. It's a spoiler time. This spoilers. is spoiler time song. Ew. <laughs> I feel like this, this was a pretty quick transition into our spoiler region. 
This is just for Ray. <laughs> yeah. Stop listening <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie or if you don't want to. I don't think this is a movie Ray would like to watch. I don't, I don't feel like this is his kind of movie. Probably not. I, I would certainly never watch this movie again. But Wow. I think, actually, no, I think Ray, out of all the superhero movies, I think this is the one he would enjoy the most. This one or Logan? Huh. Yeah, Logan is so good. It is. But all right, so Joker is Batman's brother. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> pro- I think it's so. No. Because there's this whole like thing where it could be that Bruce, or not Bruce Wayne, Thomas Wayne, like, forged all these, or like, I don't know. I feel like they kind of left that open. I don't think it was ever confirmed. Yeah, I know. I was just joking. Right. Well, so I think, I mean, I don't know. I thought, uh, I thought for a second, because remember, like, he confronts Thomas Wayne and then he punches him in the face. And then uh, he goes to the Arkham Hospital or the Arkham Asylum and he looks at the papers and it says, everything that uh you know it says says like basically she made up everything and then uh he looks at does he look at the tapes or it i know it's a flashback but i don't know how he gets the information of her saying that was all made up no so he so he's what's happening is what's happening is he's reading it and he's envisioning um what's happening as reading the report. He's not actually seeing any footage. Right. 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 So, okay. I think, well, yeah. So that means, so at the very end when he's getting ready to go on the Murray show or whatever, when he's getting ready, he looks at the uh, picture of his mom and on the back when he crumples it up, it says, like, I always loved your smile, TW. And right. and so I took that to mean, like, oh, like, that's confirmation that this dude actually did cover it up and that it's uh, a thing. And then it didn't even occur to me until after the movie was over that that could have been um, just, you know, his imagination or a hallucination, too. Right. That's that's one of the problems with this movie. It's like you either, there can't be any definitive like answer because like you could argue anything's a, a hallucination of his. Right. Well, especially after I don't know who that one girl was, but like after when he went into her apartment and she freaked out, and yeah, then you sort of realize like oh he was by himself that whole time and he wasn't really you know like she wasn't there for any of that. Um, did did that um did that guy did that catch you guys off guard? Was that like a reveal? It did. No, I totally saw that coming. I mean, I guess I like I totally believed it. I totally believed it while it was happening that he was you know going on this date or whatever, and uh, and he was talking to her and stuff. But I. Uh, I wasn't super surprised when it turned out to be not true. It wasn't like a big twist, yeah. I guess. Yeah. It I, I it didn't catch like the second 
when he goes back and like they have sex or whatever, I was like, there's no way this is real in my head. Like, yeah, that, I that, do that's, remember that. that. Like, away from me too. I was like, nope. Like, sure. Like, I thought, okay, maybe she's just really nice and wants to be this guy's friend. Knows he has like, you know, mental, you know, illnesses or whatever. If if that was like her motivation behind it, but then like he just <laughs> goes into a room and they start making out, and I'm like, nope, this isn't real. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, like, the Joker's got game kind of apparently. <laughs> yeah dude plot twist she's the new harley you didn't know that Ooh. oh my gosh um but did you guys do you guys recognize her no, she's from i did recognize her uh is she from annihilation no, no i don't think else. so i could be wrong but i don't think she's in uh, annihilation you're thinking of the girl that's, she's in Deadpool. Oh, shoot. Yeah, yeah, I just looked it up. She's in Deadpool. She's also in Geostorm. So there's that. Oh, movie of the year. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um I think from like an acting perspective, I think the Walking Phoenix did an amazing job portraying someone who has uh, a mental illness. Um, yeah. I would I would definitely agree with that. And I felt like this yeah. movie was a a big critique on the way the United States handles um mental mentally ill patients. Um which I thought was really interesting and um I didn't realize until like a, I think yesterday how politically polarizing this movie was have you guys seen any of the like news about it uh well i've heard one of my friends didn't want to see it because he said that he had heard that it was basically like glorifying mental illness and making it an excuse for doing bad things or whatever and i I mean, no. I didn't feel that way at all, but I, I, yeah, I did hear that it wasn't completely, uh, you know, it wasn't just completely innocuous. Yeah. I, I read some reviews and listened to some things about this movie and I've kind of heard it both ways, but a majority of what people are saying is like, basically the the most it seems like the most i I don't want to say the most educated review i i've listened to but like the the people or the one i i listened to where they're like very into literature and like you know reading into things and all that stuff basically said that like this movie went about the whole topic in just such a bad way which and and they gave plenty of good points that all made sense to me, but I don't really know enough about, you know, that like uh-huh. mental illnesses. And are you talking about mental? Like, sort. are you talking about the topic of mental illness? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. And how like, you know, when the Joker, you know, like came off his meds in the movie, he was suddenly like free or whatever. And people, there was a lot of criticism about that. And people who take, you know, antidepressants and things of the sort felt like, I I don't remember the the word they used, but like, 
this movie kind of portrayed it like if you stop taking your you'd meds, better. Like, you'll be uh-huh. free. When that is definitely not the case for a lot of people, uh-huh. and and so a lot of people were were upset about that. So so there's a few you know different sides, and I think um, I could see an argument that uh, he because he stopped taking his meds, it is I guess it's a sign that he needed them. That when he stopped taking his meds, he started feeling free. I think. I guess that's just it, to me that was sort of the Joker, more of Arthur going away and the Joker really starting to take over. Of um, I guess sort of letting letting his inner demons really try and control him. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, they're definitely. I, I'm sure there's two sides, and I, I, I don't know. I feel like I can't really. Speak I mean, to yeah. That well, because like I've. You know, I, I'm not on any sort of those medications, you know, so like I really don't have that that viewpoint uh-huh. per se. And so like I, I, I don't know. I don't really want right. to say one way or the other because I just really have no idea. And, you know, I'm going to trust people's opinions who are on the medication over people that yeah. have never taken it, you know, because they have that viewpoint. And so but but again, like I feel like. You know, I just I'm not educated enough to give a a good like opinion. Right. I guess I don't know. I, I did read or I listened to one review that said, um, or or like a lot of people apparently are are relating this movie to shoot. Now I'm gonna forget the names of the other two movies, but it's oh like yeah, Taxi Driver. Taxi, yeah, Taxi Driver, and then there's an and then there's another one. Uh shoot. It's like the greatest comedian or something like that. Um I I, I guess I don't name. remember the name. But basically from from every like thing I've heard that's talked about those other two, it, it's basically like I've just it, it seems like this movie is just a worse version of those two movies. Or those two movies talk about the same kind of topic but in a much smarter way uh-huh it's the consensus i've been like in this movie it's just very like like one thing happens and then you know it happens again and again and it's just like hey we just want to make sure you're getting it like hey people are kicking him while he's down that only happened like three times in the movie it's like all right we we get what's going on here you know uh-huh. and, and so from from what I've gathered, again, I haven't seen any of those other two movies, but like, it, it seems like those are just talk about and around this subject a lot, um, more nuanced and just in a more educated way. From what I've gathered, but again, that's from secondhand. I haven't seen the other two, so take it with a grain of salt. I I mean, I did see Taxi Driver, and I thought. Um, I thought that was a pretty good movie, and that, I, I'm really glad that you drew that connection because I I didn't think about that, um, but yeah, it definitely. Uh, I really feel like this movie it feels really similar to Taxi Driver or 
I get, you know, I guess that other movie, but it feels really similar to one of those. And then, um, it's not really till the end that you see that it is like actually a, a comic book movie, you know, when, when he actually puts on the face paint and everything and goes on the show, I, I think that's when it starts to get, that's when you sort of remember like, Oh, this is a comic book villain, but the whole, you know, the rest of the time it just feels like a movie, you know? Yeah. It feels like a tragic for movie. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. Let's get in to Kyle's complaints about being the worst iteration of the Joker. <laughs> I think most of this podcast is just going to be Kyle saying that he didn't like something and us trying to convince him that he actually did like it. <laughs> I think it's going to go the other way. <laughs> okay, go, go ahead, Kyle. Finish I your, I don't know. It's... So, in my opinion, what makes the Joker such a great villain is is kind of what I referenced earlier. It's just that, like, he has no, like, foreseen motivation behind what he's doing, except for maybe that, like, I, I guess you could say one of his motivations is just, like, he enjoys doing what he does with this like rivalry between Batman, right? Like in a lot of the comics, it's like Batman is like the Joker's purpose for living essentially so that he can continue to, you know, whatever cause chaos. But like the whole thing is that he just doesn't have a motivation behind what he's doing. It it just seems like he's doing it just to do it. And in this movie, that never happens. It's whatever, whenever he kills somebody, he always has such a strong motivation behind it. Like, Oh, these people have wronged me. You know, I guess like when he's getting attacked in the subway, that's a little differently. Cause that was, you know, more defense type thing. And, but then like his mom. And then at the end when he kills Murray, it's like, he has this motivation behind it. And it's just, that's not who the Joker is. And also the Joker is just like such like, like he enjoys being seen and he wants to be seen by people. And like, whenever he's seen, he has this like composure about himself where he's just not letting into why he's doing anything. He's just doing it. And, and at the end of the movie where he's on the, the Murray show, it's like, I, I just like I annoy people sometimes when they're complaining and then when people are complaining about things they don't need to be, I'll just go like wah, wah type thing. And my wife hates it, so I don't do it to her anymore. But anyway, that's like how I felt when the Joker was talking on the Murray show. He's just like sitting there like you, you know, he's like, Murray, you're in the wrong and you deserve to die. And he was just like complaining, and that's just never how the Joker is in any of the comics or any of the Joker movies. He's, you know, he, whenever he's in the public eye, he's just, you know, this is what's going to happen. And nobody really understands why it's just because the Joker is the Joker, you know? And so like, I feel like this movie got that so wrong and it just bothered me so much is like, it seems like they just completely missed out on who the Joker is as a character. 
So that's my my mini rant, and I'm sure I'll think of other things that bother me in that regard later. But feel free to rebuttal. <laughs> okay. Can, can, can I go? Can I go? Brandon, Brandon's excited. Okay. I, so I just I just wanted to make sure, Davis. You didn't have. Do you have any input? Uh, I, just, I mean, no. I thought I thought it was a good movie, but I'm sure I'm sure you're me. gonna say things that I would agree with. So. Go ahead. Okay. So I'm, I want to start by saying, Kyle, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> basically. <no. laughs> um, so I get what you're saying. Um, where you don't feel like he personifies what you typically see as the Joker. Um, and I would venture guess as to say that you're, I don't. I, I don't want to assume, but have do you not have you not read a lot of comics about the Joker? Uh, I wouldn't say a lot. No. Okay. Neither neither have I. Most of this, my knowledge of the Joker is secondhand, like watching YouTube videos about it and stuff like that. And I went on a crazy binge of the Joker like a couple years ago. So my knowledge is secondhand and could be wrong. And I'm sorry if I am wrong for any crazy comic book fans out there. But for as far as I'm aware, one of the origin stories um, of the Joker in the comics is a comic series by called The Killing Joke. And if I'm not mistaken, I think they used the same name as Arthur Fleck. That was his name in this movie, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Basically, one of the uh, things that really fascinates people with the Joker is that he hadn't had an origin story and there was some controversy when that comic book came out I think because they tried to give him an origin story which is very different than what the movie did uh, like the route the movie took Um, and I think similar to that one if I'm not mistaken there was a lot of events that had to make him Arthur Fleck into the Joker. You don't just start that crazy or that mad as the Joker is, or um, technically the Joker isn't mentally insane. There's a thing in the comic books called super sane, um, which is, so you have insane, sane and super sane. So super sane, secedes or secedes it's above uh sanity um and when you're in a comic book and super sane um you know that you're in a comic book uh the most common character you think of when this happens is deadpool how he breaks the fourth wall all the time the joke does that too a lot in the comic books not nearly as often but enough to enough for people to know that he knows he's in a comic book, which is the reason he doesn't care about what he does because he knows it doesn't actually have any effect. That is his um, true motivation from my understanding of why he kills senselessly. And like he has to get there and that like in in the other in the killing joke he it didn't just like he didn't start that crazy like i said he um had a series of mental illnesses and was taking medication eventually like a bunch of series of events happened where he snapped and turned into the joker 
I was honestly kind of hoping this is a little bit of a detour that um, at the very end of the Joker, walking uh, Phoenix was going to like glance at the camera. I was really wanting that to happen. That did not happen. I was watching intently for that and that didn't happen, which made me sad. Um, and so I think that you're basing your uh, saying that it's not the Joker based off of uh, Heath Ledger's performance, which was phenomenal. Like he did an amazing job. Um, and, but that's like after the fact, like you don't see his origin story. And I, I guess I kind of understand why you'd be upset or not upset, but like why you would be disappointed in it. Um, because most of the Joker in comic books is that super sane character. Um, and like the, the movie is an origin story. And so like you have to, you can't just start there. You have to build off of something. Um, so I think that like, like you were saying the repetitiveness of like, Oh, he got kicked on the ground like three times or whatever. Like it just, you can't just like have a character and have them instantly snap in the beginning. Like you don't really build a lot of uh, depth in a character by like seeing that. And I think like seeing him struggle, go through it, I thought helped build the character out just a little bit more. Um, and I think at the end, no, I definitely agree that there needed to be some of that, but it was just so much in this movie. I feel like, like more than was necessary, I guess is what I, I, I didn't notice that, but I would venture a guess as if I was to watch it a second time, I don't plan on it anytime soon, but if I was, I would probably notice that since you said it and it would probably stick out a little bit more to me. Um, so I'll give you that. Um, but I think at the end when you see him like smear his nosebleed onto his face, I think that was kind of the transition for him into not super sane, but like venturing more off into that category of sanity. Cause, and I think that that's where he is like, I, I enjoy the crazy. I enjoy the chaos. Like this is something that I am going to embrace fully. And I think that was meant to be like the con- kind of the conclusion. Like it's like the birth of the Joker. But I talked a lot. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and I and I mean some of that I definitely think like has some validity. But I also think like in in every comic, the Joker, whenever he's committing crimes, I guess I can't speak to the Killing Joke, but whenever he's committing crimes, it's just like extremely well thought out, and like you know he. He says he doesn't have a plan, but every time he commits a crime, it is extremely well planned out. And that didn't happen at all in this movie. It was just like he was reacting to whatever was happening around him. And that's never how I've seen the Joker portrayed as a reactionary character, whereas opposed to somebody who is very like extremely smart and thinks, you know, I think, steps ahead. well, I think part of that is just that be, that's because this is a an origin story so you're not gonna see him like in his prime yeah yeah right but he's like in in none of this movie is he doing anything that i'm like oh you know what that was pretty smart uh-huh. you know? <laughs> it's just like i don't think 
a person suddenly, you know, goes insane and then just becomes crazy smart. That doesn't, you know, that doesn't make sense to me. I guess maybe it's possible, but that was something that like, you know, never in this movie is he portrayed as like really thinking anything through. It seemed like. So that was another thing that like, that's, that's, that's fair. I, I will. And that's that. like, I, that's like who the Joker is, you know, he's crazy and he's super smart and, you know, without super smart, it's just not, I just don't think it's the Joker. I don't know. It doesn't seem like, I just feel like they failed at that portrayal. But yeah, so that's, I mean, that's essentially, and another part that really bothered me is like that part where, you know, the short guy can't reach the lock. And I feel like the Joker character in any, in literally any other comic book or whatever would have found that funny Uh because like that is i feel like just the joker's humor and he just like he was just like oh here let me get that for you i was like really like how are you not laughing at this (laughs) so that bothered me too i don't know i felt like that was kind of uh playing off of like what the rest of the movie was because like part of um certain mental illness checklists if you will are inappropriate laughter at different times and not at the right times. And so, and they kind of like had that going throughout the movie. Like when he was at comedy clubs, he would be laughing at like the build up to a joke and not the actual joke, the, the punchline. And so I think it was just kind of more uh, right. playing off of that, but uh, based off of which, which is a more realistic um, portrayal of a mentally ill uh, someone with mental illness than probably what the Joker um, in the comics. So I'll, 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 I will give you that, but I think that they were trying to stay more consistent with uh, what they had already laid down as a foundation. Right. But I, I guess my point is their foundation should have been solid and who's the Joker is as a character. <laughs> like that's like, if you're making a Joker movie, you better have done your research about who the Joker is essentially is, is my whole point. And and I would love to hear, like, if there's, like, a super comic book, you know, DC nerd out there who can, like, refute all my arguments, I would I'd be open and be like, okay, you know, but everyone I've heard who's an actual, you know, everything I've read about people who have actually read a lot of the comics. Don't and if you think that it is, real. you can email us at optionalopinionspod.com. That, wait, hold on. Optional opinion. Honestly, no, yeah. At gmail.com. But but <laughs> if you want a faster response, it is. It's it's optional opinions pod pod at gmail.com. Uh, uh, gmail.com. But we also have an Instagram account also titled Optional Opinions Pod. Oh, where uh, we post when we post new episodes and post if certain movies do or do not have post or mid credit scenes. Yeah. Shameless Dude, plugs. Follow that. Boom. Shameless plug. The Joker yeah. does not have an after credit scene. I would follow it if I had an Instagram. That's but true. but if you're it. this far into the podcast, you yes. should already know that. Or Raymond. Don't care. <laughs> Raymond. I think another reason that it may not have been as as the Joker that you know um, is because I don't think they wanted to 
go head to head with Heath Heath Ledger's portrayal of the Joker because, like, that was honestly the perfect Joker in my opinion. Which is also interesting because the Joker before Heath Ledger was not the Joker that Heath Ledger was. He was an original Joker. He made that Joker himself. And then the comics copied off of what he did. So, at least that's what I've heard. Wow, that that's pretty incredible. I didn't know that. A lot of the Joker like that you saw in the comics before Heath Ledger, to my understanding was kind of like in the 80s Batman TV shows where like no one ever really got killed. Like it was always like a joke or whatever. And it is kind of like the corny PG-13 Joker. So yeah, props to Heath Ledger. Way to go that dude. And so I think they didn't want to like directly compete with that. And that's, I think, one of the reasons why they want to create a completely, I'm putting air quotes, unique Joker. Uh huh. Anyways, I've been talking in paragraphs a lot. <laughs> yeah, I feel like same. Davis, what did you think? You watched the movie too, right? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I Pick did. I did Pick watch the. Side, oh, baby. gosh. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I'm just I thought. I mean, I liked it. I really, like I said before, I mean, I just really loved the cinematography of it. Um, I did really love the soundtrack. The score, yeah. Cinematography and score were incredible. I agree. Yeah, the score was really good. I really, it was almost like Jaws when you could see when he started to make uh, or lean towards making a bad decision or doing something illegal or bad or something like that the cello or the bass would come in and it'd be like jaws you know um and that was really cool but also just the songs they played i thought were good um and yeah i thought i thought first of all i thought joaquin phoenix did an amazing job um just like the way the laughter worked uh, like the way he portrayed that was so good because it was it, like, you could tell there was something off and it looked painful. It looked like forced. It didn't like, it didn't look fun and it looked very, you know, I, you, you couldn't see that person doing that laugh and think, Oh, he, he's just having a good time. Like, you know, you you see that and you think that guy needs help. <laughs> you know, so I thought I thought that was really good. Um, some one of the specific uh, cinematography moments that I liked so much was um, when he went to Arkham Asylum to look at the uh, when he went to Arkham Asylum to look at like his mother's records. He, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I definitely did. When he was talking to the administrative guy, every time he was talking to, uh, like the camera showed the administrative guy, he was, uh, like the bars between them, the little cage thing, it was gone. Like it was out of focus, so you barely noticed it. But then when it would switch back to, uh, Arthur, the cage was like completely in focus as well as him. 
That's pretty cool. I did not notice that. Neither did I. So, yeah, I thought I thought that was really cool that, um, you know, there was this guy who was just sort of normal going about his day, and then this other guy that was, you know, pretty tortured and like not uh, not very well grounded that you know i guess felt like he was in a cage felt like yeah and he was especially towards the end of the conversation he was like pressing his face up against the cage and sort of struggling against it Hmm. so i thought that was cool i also like at the very beginning um just the very first shot that you get of Arthur, uh, when he's laughing, is it's a really tight shot on his face. And it looks like, just the way that it's framed, it looks like he's closed in in like a jail cell or something. Um, it looks really, yeah, it looks really like tight and on him and enclosed. Like, you know, he's not free. He can't get out doing it you know go anywhere which i guess is part of the joker you know progression is as the movie goes on the more he slips into the role of joker uh the more you know, the more wider shots you have like you know the end where he's standing on the police car that's a huge wide shot of him in the middle of this crowd so i think you know, that's just sort of shows the progression of this guy who is trying to, um, who is trying to be happy. Who's trying to make other people happy. Um, who's doing his best to deal with this. And then it turns into, um, I guess, you know, when he goes the wrong way, it turns into this thing of like, he's free, but free to do, free to do whatever he wants, but whatever he wants is to kill people and to cause chaos and Hmm. disorder. I need to pay more attention to cinematography. I feel like. Interesting. Yeah, it was definitely excellent in this movie. I feel like that was the best part of this movie. That and the, the music score. Although I, so here's my daily observant complaint about, the really, really tiny things that I catch in movies. Are you ready? Yes. There were two that, that stuck out to me specifically in this movie. One was, you know, the scene where he like gets in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he opens the fridge, the light is on and then he like tries to get in it. And then he like has to open the door again to close it again to like fit it better or whatever. And when he opens the door, the light doesn't come back on. And I was like, mm, that's not how fridges work. <laughs> so that was a minor, minor one. The other one is kind of major and totally just somebody missed it. Um, the scene where he is suffocating his mom. What? <laughs> yeah, he, his mom is not a good person in this movie. But that doesn't anyway. justify it. It doesn't. You're right. You're, well, we're all going to watch a movie where a guy goes crazy and kills people. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, 
the scene where he, you know, in the hospital with the pillow, he definitely fails to realize, and also the people making the movie fail to realize that she's wearing an oxygen mask in her nose. Oh, yeah. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Wait. I totally didn't notice that. So, um, yeah, that instantly the movie dropped a grade in my mind. Wow. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Okay. But to be fair. So go watch that. Then the next time you watch the movie, just laugh a little bit because that's a pretty big oversight in my opinion. To be fair, like all those scenes, people suffocate people with pillows. Like it would take way longer than what they have in movies. Yeah. 100% agree. But also, (laughs) She has a direct line of oxygen. <laughs> yeah, so I, I can't. I can't defend that. I'm waiting for the sequel to her just to show up and be like, "Hey, listen, dummy, I had oxygen in my nose," and then I'll be redeemed. So. <laughs> they be make redeemed. a whole movie just to fix the plot point. Oh, but that that legit like just cracked me up. I was like, "Is this real?" <laughs> like, oh my gosh! I so, can't. I totally didn't notice that. that. I normally now that's hilarious. That was the major thing that. Like slapped me in the face. Oh, that makes me mad. I didn't notice that. Well, you were on your honeymoon, so you're distracted. I'll let it slide. All right, all right. True, true. Thank you, thank you for your grace. I think that's pretty much all I had to say. I mean, aside from just like, I don't know. I feel like the timing of this movie is just very tense because of you know just all the news and stuff. And I guess it kind of you know commented on that in the movie. But like, I know the movie theater I walked into had. An armed police guard outside the movie theater. So, uh, you know, really? that, that makes you feel really good. Oh, yeah. There was, uh, okay, there yeah, were signs I, that I, said that, like, no, I mean, especially here, because, like, the Dark Knight thing man. happened here. Yeah. Um, but, right, yeah, there exactly. were signs all around that said no, uh, no costumes, no masks or anything. Right. Yeah. I, I and, honestly, and it's just like, especially in Texas as well, with those events going on. You know, like, it's just kind of a, I don't know. I, I feel like it's, they should have waited a little while to release this movie just because of the topic and how tense things are and the news and everything. But, you know. I honestly forgot that that was like a thing. Um, Someone told me, I think my mom was just like, hey, don't go see this movie because people come and shoot it up and I completely forgot about it and went and saw the movie opening night or opening weekend. Yeah. And and I mean, it's, it might be a little different in Maine. I I guess I don't know. You know, I feel like I was the only Cassie and I were the only ones in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. So, well here where I am, you know, major city, St. Louis, it's like my theater is packed and you know, like I sat, towards the back of the theater and and normally i'm not like this but literally anytime anyone got up you know a little part of me was like you know i'm eyeing that guy to make sure nothing uh-huh. weird is happening i know where my exits are you know and like that's just a, a result of where we're at right now in society so it's just like you know like i probably i definitely would not have seen this movie this weekend if we weren't doing a podcast on it because of just everything uh-huh. that's going on hmm. So, yeah. The theater I saw it in was pretty empty, so. Well, I also saw it, you know, $5 Tuesday at 7 p.m., uh-huh. you know, prime time, so. Yeah. It's just interesting. 
So, was there any shootings for it, or no? It was just all... Oh. No, there wasn't. There was one news article about a guy who was like, who a guy was like clapping or cheering whenever the Joker killed somebody. So that's a little, you know, disheartening. But I, I mean, I read, I read an article on it, and it sounds like the guy was drunk. But yeah, well, that's the thing is apparently like people were looking for bad things to happen. I mean, I was, I have like, you know, normally I'm not like that, but I sure every time someone right. got up, I was like, right. You know, what's happening? So, you know, I don't know. Huh. I feel like that would have majorly like taken me out of the movie. Had I like had that mindset. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely was not the best like movie viewing experience, yeah. you know, part right. because sure. of that as well. But <laughs> I still feel like I wouldn't have enjoyed it. As a Joker yeah. movie, regardless of that, though. So, no, that's fair. my main critique is still, you know, I, I'm not smart enough to critique it on how it talks about all the social stuff right. and all the literature and all that stuff. So, <laughs> I'll let the other people do that. <laughs> Again, this is the Average Joe podcast. Even though that's, that's right. not technically the name of the podcast, your opinion's optional. So, that's true. All quiet. of our. That's true. <laughs> do you guys think I just I have one last question. Do you guys think that this is one of those I'm guessing I know Kyle's answer, but do you think this is a movie that will like kind of be a classic for people? I don't know. Or do you think this is going to be one of those movies that has a cult following? Um I I think I definitely don't think it's going to be either and this is because like I feel like the movie is so big right now because because of what's happening, you know, in the society and people are, you know, you know, no press is bad press or whatever. But the movie in general is just like, I don't know. It, it's not super enjoyable for me to watch because nobody in this movie is a good person. Like there's literally nothing happy ever or like nothing redeeming uh-huh. in the, you know, the whole movie. It's just, Okay, but bad after but you bad. you enjoyed Manchester by the Sea. That was the same thing, right? But it, it it's not the same thing though, because in, in that you, you're you're walking through that tragedy with the character, and you're finding those redeeming values and how he's like. It's it's very different because, you know, that's just like, sure, it's a tragedy that happens, but you're still rooting for the main character. You know, you want his life to improve. And in this movie, you definitely like, you're not going to sit there and root for the Joker because uh-huh. you know, he's going around murdering people. So, so, and that's the difference I felt like is in most, you know, like sad movies like Manchester by the sea or those, those kind of real movies, you're still sympathizing for it and maybe even rooting for the main character. And it's like, you know, sometimes things like this in life happen and it's very sad, but, you know, there's still redeeming qualities in those movies, but in this movie, it's just like nothing redeeming. You know, everybody's bad. You know, the Waynes are bad, you know, (laughs) just, you know, so it's like, does anybody really enjoy sitting through this movie when everything is just bad? And that's why I think, I don't think either of those will be over time. Like, I think this movie will just kind of die out. That's my thoughts, but again, you know, obviously, it's my opinion. People probably have different opinions. So, 
Davis? I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I could see, I don't see this being like a major, uh, you know, like a movie that everybody talks about, like, Oh man, you got to see that. I think the, I think the people who have seen it at this point, it's been out for what, two weeks or just one. It's been one. Okay. Maybe, maybe like at the end of this month, I feel like the people who have seen it are going to be the people who will see it. I don't know if there's going to be a whole lot more. I think it's going to drop off. Cause like, yeah, I think it might drop off just because I haven't heard a lot of people walking around and saying, Oh man, you have to see this movie. I could I I'm I could definitely see like Joaquin Phoenix winning an Oscar or something. But mm, I I don't think he will, mainly because Heath Ledger ruined it for him. Like I, I don't think another Joker is gonna win an yeah, Oscar. Yeah, I don't know. But that's but um That's Oscars. just the politics he d- of he, he the would Oscars, in my opinion. <laughs> he would deserve yeah. an I wouldn't be upset if he got one. Um even if he doesn't. But yeah, I don't know. I don't guys. I've never watched the Oscars. Me neither. It's, it's, they're long. Me either. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I thought it was. I thought it was good. But I think you have to be, you have to be sort of aware of what you're getting into when you're doing, when you're gonna start watching this movie. Yeah, and, and the the funny thing is, is like, you know, this is a very artsy movie. Um. And one of the other, like, things I read is, like, it, it was, like, trying to put into perspective that most people that are going to see this movie who enjoy, you know, superhero movies, enjoy the MCU, are not used to this artsy kind of film. And so, like, it really opens people's eyes to the artsy side of things. And in this article I was reading, they were saying, like, this this is why, you know, people are saying that the movie is like might be better than it actually is, is because it's their first real experience to these artsy style films, hmm. you know, and that's and this is the same article that I was saying, you know, it, it's comparing it to the taxi driver, but it's a worse, you know, it goes about everything in a much less, mm-hmm. you know, sophistical manner, I guess. So like. That was another interesting point that I would have never thought of because, like, you know, I enjoy those Oscar time movies, but, you know, probably a lot of people that have seen this movie have never seen those artsy type movies. So, you know, that's an interesting perspective as well. Yeah, I think that is to be the reason that there might be a cult following with this. I think this is going to be kind of like the gateway drug for a lot of people. And, um, I don't think this is going to be a classic by any means, but I definitely think that um, there might be a little bit of a cult following just because it like, it might hold like a special place in like people's uh, hearts just because it like, it was that introduction kind of like you were saying. Yeah, I could see, I honestly, I could see this. uh, I could see taxi driver having like a surge in rentals and stuff because of this movie. Probably. Yeah, I I honestly want to watch Taxi Driver yeah. now after Dude, this movie. Next podcast. Well, and that's because I've 
worth seeing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I've never seen it, but and that's primarily because like people are saying it's like it goes about it in a better way, and so I'd be. I I'm think, interested. I think to see it's how that movie approaches a little better well. just because there is no um, there's no setup of like this is a Joker movie and this is what you're there's no expectations when you go into it, you know, when you're, when it's the Joker, you, and you know, you see the Wayans yeah. or you, you know, you see the family. Oh, that is actually another thing I forgot to bring up that really bothered me. But if we don't have time, we can just skip. What? That. that the Wayans are jerks. I actually, yes. that- yeah, that was yeah. a little weird to me. I, I don't, I don't think that Batman can be Batman without uh-huh. his parents being decent human beings. It doesn't, it right. doesn't, it doesn't really like that story arc doesn't make sense in my opinion. If his parents, like if his parents are bad people, right. I don't think Batman becomes Batman, but wait, I didn't get that vibe. You didn't get the vibe that his parents are jerks. No, I didn't explain that. Really? I feel like this whole movie is like making out the Waynes to just be horrible people. And like, they're the rich and and he's just like douchey to people that aren't rich essentially. And like, I felt like like to me that it was Arthur's perspective of the rich. That's kind of like, I was viewing it that way. I don't, it seems in the news articles they they talk about how like it seems like they they make him out to be a bad person. I think that I don't know. I I always I just kind of assume that that was just because of um, you're viewing them through Arthur's lens, and that I don't know. I honestly kind of saw him as. Um, one of the few protagonists because he was deciding to get into politics to help better Gotham. Cause like the whole movie is just showing Gotham like in like dire poverty. And there's all these, um, there's like strikes going on. And like, I saw it as kind of like a businessman getting into politics because he wanted to help out his city. Yeah. I, I don't know, but in all the scenes where they include him, he seems to be a jerk to me, like especially in that bathroom scene where he punches Arthur in the face. Like that's not a good guy right there, you know? And, and I I feel like they, I think they made him out to be a bad, like just a, I think not a good person in this movie. I don't think that it was entirely clear to him that Arthur had a mental illness. Um, and I think that that was just a reaction of like Arthur messing with his son and there was probably a lot of emotion built up into there. Uh, I'm not saying that you should punch people in the face. I'm not trying to defend his actions, but there, I felt like there was more reasons to just because he was a jerk, he decided to punch him in the face. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess. But the, the way it seemed to me is they portrayed him to be not a great person. Not necessarily that he's a horrible person, but he definitely wasn't like, you know, a humanitarian who wants to like, it just didn't seem like that to me. I don't know. I guess I just didn't, I went into the movie expecting that there was everything that we were going to see would be up for debate as to whether or not it actually happened. 
And so because like it's almost like a first person narrative for like in a movie sense, so I don't think there was any scenes without Arthur. But because kinda of like that first person narrative, um I kind of expected a lot of people's actual personas to be slightly skewed because of his mental illness. Alright, so I'm officially on, we're recording on a Wednesday, and on Friday night, I'll be flying to California to go to Disneyland, and I am very excited about it. Dang, dude. That is, I'm I'm jealous, I've never been. Yeah. Davis will give half of his paycheck to Disney. (laughs) This is like, this is like a paycheck and a half, actually. (laughs) David. I'm saying like half of like all your paychecks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, when you're living Dude, at half home. Half your income just goes straight into Walt's pocket. <laughs> Literally. When you're living at home, you don't have a wife. Like, don't pay yeah, rent. Those are expensive. Awesome, yeah, but, but expensive. Awesome, but expensive. All right. What are some things that you're, uh, that you're in, that you're watching or doing that you're into right now? Kyle. I'm reading the Harry Potter books. Okay, Davis, you could go, I guess. <laughs> That's just awkward. Uh, I'm reading the Harry Potter books. They're really good. I'm also watching uh, the movies. Not not watching. I've watched the first three or two. I think it's two. Um, because my girlfriend was like, you... This is required. You must watch these. And I was like, oh, all right. Oh, uh, wait yeah, a second. So that's your, that's your friend that wanted you to watch them. Yes. Oh my goodness. It's official it guys. makes sense now. I got out of the friend zone. When you switched that girlfriend's ass, dynamics changed. Now you're watching the movie. You Actually, we started watching before any of that happened, oh, but <laughs> ignore me. But, but like, but like before, I don't know if that was on our last episode or the one before that, where like Davis was just like, Oh yeah, I'm going to watch or read the Harry Potter books because a friend wants me to watch it or listen to it. And I was, and it, it was her. Interesting. Yeah, it was her. That's true. So, so question. I need I need you to answer uh-huh. this honestly, and it might depend on if I approve her or not. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because I know that matters to you. My approval matters a great deal. Right. Right. <laughs> it's really the only thing. Especially you when you're going to base it on one question. Has she listened to every episode? She's listened. She listened to the Red Rising one. She listened to the intro one. Ooh, trick question. Who's her favorite? <laughs> uh, me. All right, no. I don't approve anymore. <laughs> I, I don't approve. Get rid of her. <laughs> uh, dang it. <laughs> Just kidding. Thanks for listening. We love you. <laughs> All right. Yeah, April, I don't think has listened to a single one, mainly because she's <laughs> recording it. But. Yeah, Cassie's only listened to the intro and the Spider-Man one. 
Yeah, I mean, they have to listen to us talk all day, so why would they want to when they get away from us? I know, us, you know for real. I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of shocked <laughs> that she's not tired. Or maybe she is tired of your voice already, Davis. Is that why she hasn't listened to them all? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Dang. All right, so what I've been watching recently and enjoying, Good Place Season 4, got caught up on Season 3, started watching Season 4, and yeah, good show. I enjoy it. All right. Um, I've been watching Chernobyl on HBO. Ooh. Got that week free trial. Um, it's very graphic with uh, it's it's not pulling any punches with the uh, skin like peeling and stuff with the radiation, and it's 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 it gets gross. <laughs> it's not pulling any punches. Nope. I had to look away at one scene. Just one. So far. I have two more episodes, so maybe more. Um but it's it's right. really good. The uh the sound design's really good. I'm enjoying that. The cinematography is pretty good. Acting's pretty good too. I don't recognize any of the um the actors or actresses and they all are doing a phenomenal job, but I don't feel like that happens very often if I don't recognize somebody. But maybe I'm just new to HBO and maybe these are some of the same actors and some other things. I don't I don't know. But I don't think I'll be I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure one of the actresses is from Mad Men. But I also could be so wrong. Just Chernobyl in general is super fascinating and they're doing a good job. I don't know how accurate it is. That's something I want to look up. How accurate the show is to compare to like real life events. I hope it's accurate. All right. What are you guys looking forward to? I'm looking forward to Jojo Rabbit, which is Taika Waititi's movie about like Hitler that looks hilarious and awesome. Oh, Scarlett Johansson's in it. That's cool. But yeah, it looks. Never thought I'd hear it that. It looks pretty good. Like, described it's about hitler and it looks awesome <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i'm looking forward to zombie land 2 double tap double tap first one's super funny was it i need to watch it the second one looks funny even even the yeah that, i was gonna say even the trailer looks good but that has um the guy from nine nine right Brooklyn Nine-Nine? No. no. Are you talking about Jesse so. Eisenberg? No, the... What's his face? The white guy. Are you talking Jake Peralta? Yeah. His character? Yeah. No. No. Andy Samberg so is... So you are thinking of Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. But no. Have you seen Facebook? No. The movie? Have you seen... Wait, he's in... Shoot. He's in the DC universe, right? He plays he's oh, Lex Luthor, Luthor guy. Lex Luthor. They kind of look similar. I guess. I get. I see it now, but for some reason, I thought his name's Jesse Isaac. I had a different name. Are you, I really thought his name was different. Anyways, it's like Eisenberg or something. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to. I'll have to watch uh, the first one. Because. Second That's one does fun. look funny, um, but 
All right, something uh, I'm looking forward to is Another Kingdom Season 3. That, I think, came out recently, and I haven't seen it or listened to it yet, so. Same. All right, I think we're all really tired. (laughs) All right. Yep. True story. And I think I need a bowl of cereal. I feel that. You know. All right. I'm Brandon. I'm Davis. I'm Kyle. <laughs> good night, guys. Good, good, good night. <laughs>